Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Donald Trump brought his traveling fascist circus, which he calls a rally, to Erie, Pennsylvania. It was indeed bizarre, eerie, and completely unhinged with Donald Trump threatening Ukraine, attacking special counsel Jack Smith, just like whining on stage. And that as we watch people who made up this very tiny crowd, the people in attendance, bragging how they like being in a cult and saying that Q told them to do this. And by the way, it got worse from there. (laughs) Meanwhile, another day and another House Republican scam to attack President Biden is exposed. Yes, we've reported on the fake whistleblowers, the missing or dead whistleblowers, the Russian oligarch witness who the GOP called a very credible individual, the Chinese spy and Iranian Libyan weapons dealer witness who the Republicans said also very, very credible, 17 audio recordings that they said they have of Biden committing crimes that never exist. And yes, For people who have shame, this would be a career ender, but not MAGA Republicans since fraud is their career builder. And on Monday, the MAGA Republicans called Hunter Biden's one-time business partner, someone by the name of Devin Archer, who was criminally convicted of securities fraud regarding uh, tribal bonds that has nothing to do at all with Hunter Biden. So yes, there's a convicted felon convicted on things having nothing to do with Hunter Biden. And MAGA Republicans hyped this up, that this convicted felon witness had smoking gun evidence that Hunter Biden would call then Vice President Joe Biden, who would then get involved in Hunter's business deals. But you see, It turns out this is completely false. And guess what actually happened? President Biden would actually just call his son. Hey, son, how are you? That's it. Probably very shocking for deadbeat GOP dads. But yes, President Joe Biden loves his son. And when Hunter would call Joe Biden, he would pick up the phone. But I guess for MAGA Republicans, this merits an impeachment inquiry. I mean, it's just out of control. Speaking about out of control, $40 million in six months, $56 million in total. If you guessed that this was the amount that Donald Trump fraudulently declared in tax refunds for this year, you are close. But that's a different grift. Here is what it actually was. These massive amounts are the legal fees that Donald Trump's Save America PAC paid for and we're talking about this is more than the campaign even raised, okay, paid for legal representation for Donald Trump, 
Trump's witnesses and co-defendants, right? Sounds like something a billionaire would do, grift one, five, 10, 20, 50, $100 from supporters to pay about $56 million in legal fees. I mean, that amount is staggering, but so are the conflicts of interest intendant in this whole scheme as well, right? Like we're learning the key witness for special counsel Jack Smith, Yusel Tavares, in the superseding indictment that was brought against Donald Trump. He only began telling special counsel Jack Smith the truth about Donald Trump and co-defendants trying to destroy surveillance footage after he got rid of the Trump-appointed lawyer who was also representing Trump's other co-defendant, Waltine Nauta, right? And this is all happening as Trump's new co-defendant, Carlos de Oliveira, who still has the Trump-appointed lawyer, uh, showed up for his first court appearance on Monday after being indicted. Meanwhile, we travel back to Normal land for a second, where the Biden administration launched a new income-driven student debt repayment plan. President Biden signed an executive order on Friday strengthening how the U.S. military handles sexual assault, domestic violence, and other serious offenses. And the Biden administration invested $1 billion to help schools hire and train 14,000 new mental health counselors in schools across the country, and that as infrastructure projects continue to go up across the country, right? It is a tale of normalcy with this MAGA lunacy. Brett, Jordy, we've got a good show today. How are you doing? We got a great show today, Ben. I'm already feeling the whiplash from the back and forth of the uh, Trump supporters enjoying that they're in a cult to President Biden uh, implementing policies to actually help people. It's it's, uh, it's 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 weird when you just see it, lay it out, and uh, when something is so normal and something is just so absolutely deranged. But I'm fired up today, f- fellas. We got a we had a really great call on Friday. We did a, a Zoom chat with the Midas Mighty on Patreon, and it really energized me. It really amped me up throughout the weekend. Thank you so much to everyone on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Midas Touch who signed up and was able to attend the call. Actually, right before this, I went ahead and posted it in its entirety. So if anyone oh. missed it, you could go and you nice. could check out that video at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Always good to get faces to the usernames that we see in our nightly <laughs> chats. And, and the energy is just absolutely electric. And we get some really incredible, incredible, incredible questions. And I was super, super excited about it. Jordy, how are you feeling today? I'm doing great. Look, man, we're nothing without the Midas Mighty. So to get to meet y'all face to face, you know, each month, hear your questions, you know, where things are going to go. We're, we love it. And there's nothing better than this community. It's why we do the shout out to the Midas Mighty at the end of every episode, because y'all are the secret sauce to this movement, to this pro-democracy movement, like we say every show. So thank you all for joining. Let's get into it, brothers. Yeah. Let's Hold get on into a sec. it. No. Wait, I just want to say, Jordy, did you have a did you have a challenge, a gauntlet to throw down at the beginning of the episode? I didn't even know about this challenge. Jordy, is there really a challenge? There is a Surprise challenge. There, there is a challenge. So we have the Jordy emoji. We have the bread emoji. And I just can't get another email or text or tweet at me saying, hey, we you get need a lot of emails the Ben emoji. Where is the Ben emoji? <laughs> So the way to get the emojis is by joining and becoming a member of the YouTube community. How many should we do, Brad? What do you think is a, a fair amount for a Ben emoji? What should our target be? Should we say four four hundred? See, every time we every time we said want the emoji, you think you could hit four hundred people want the emoji? You think you got I, I, that? You think Ben has that type of juice? 
I mean, if I had the juice that I had last week, then Ben has to have at least two X. So that's, wow. that's, that, that's all right. That, that's, there it is. That's the membership. And, 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 and if, and if not, how humiliating for Ben? Yeah, exactly. Very humiliating. I, didn't, I didn't even know about the challenge. Now it is humiliating. I don't even know what photo they're going to use of me, but you could also gift people memberships as well True. in the YouTube channel. So anyway, we'll follow 400, Brett, is, 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 is a bit much, but we will see. All right. One of the videos that I did over this past week, and I responded to a uh, Trump podcaster. I, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but the way he attacked me, and I really want to apologize to the Midas Mighty. I should have gave a, a trigger warning at the beginning because he was like chewing the tobacco and spitting while he was attacking Midas Touch. And I, I really wanted to reflect. I wanted to be empathetic, though, to, to this as well. I mean, just everything that he was saying was just a total lie. And he's like, we don't need Donald Trump to tell us the truth because we just feel it. We, 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 we know that he's telling us. We don't care what he says. Like, And he would say things like that. Why are you focused on the facts, Midas Touch? Like it was, it blew my mind away, but it really shouldn't because this is what the Republican Party has become. And so when we look at this event that Donald Trump held over the weekend in Erie, Pennsylvania, I mean, all of the kind of Trump supporters who showed up, this is what it means to be a Republican. We're all like the guy in the video who attacked me. Like, it's all like that. Like, it, that is the Republican Party of 2023. And it's, so dangerous. It's disappointing. I, I truly would have liked another major political party where there can be robust debate about improving our democracy, about trying to improve policies that deliver things to the American people, not deliver grift for Donald Trump and worship a criminal traitor. But that's what the Republican Party is today. When you talk about who's in control in the House of Representatives, I mean, we'll talk about what went down there on Monday as well, but what goes down in the House of Representatives every day with the MAGA Republican control, I mean, from Jim Jordan to James Comer to Kevin McCarthy to Elise Stefanik to Matt Gates, I could name every one of them. I mean, it is weird and oh, yeah. dangerous, but like, just like, what? Like, who who are these people? But they're actually reflective of the people who show up to the Trump event. So let's talk about this very tiny crowd. Do we have the video just on the inside, Brett, that we could just show what this tiny crowd looks like? So I, I just want to show people like who actually showed up inside, then we'll go on the outside. So play this clip of the tiny crowd. And you could hear Donald Trump speaking during this clip. So this is while he is speaking at the event. This is actually a great badge of honor. Great badge of honor. Because I'm being indicted for you. I mean, a, v a very low energy speech. And, and that's when, you, again, you see the small crowd and he's saying, I'm being indicted for you. They're coming after me for you. I did this. I did this for you. This is a badge of honor a badge of honor that I'm criminally indicted. I stole classified documents for you. Like, it, it's like, okay, man, just shut, shut up. Like, like, like objectively you are the whiniest loser in the world and you're also a criminal traitor, but it, it's all in there coming at me. 
Jack Smith and, and the DA and they're racist and they hate me. It's like, okay, please be quiet. So anyway, that's the low energy. I, event I, I, I do admire though, all the Trumpers though, who go and post photos of like an outdoor Trump rally from three years ago in Pennsylvania and try to pass it off as if it were the rally that night or the folks who claim that Trump's voice was dubbed over uh, that clip. There wasn't a real clip. It's fake. And anything that doesn't fit their narrative, it's fake. It, the it's, men- it's, it's, the it's mental fake. gymnastics. It's all mental gymnastics. But once you think about this uh, political party and the Republicans, and it really does pain me to say this, I wish the Republicans were a, a normal alternative party that had Same. some ideas that we could have you know, debates regarding. But once you start thinking of this modern day Republican Party and the Trump campaign as simply a criminal enterprise, which right now is constituted in order to protect each other from crimes like an organized crime racket, everything really begins to make more sense. <laughs> we're going to be seeing that throughout this episode how really the entire thing is set up like an organized or disorganized crime ring. But but they actually are in pretty uh, tight uh, coordination with everything. That's a great point. A disorganized kind of mafia is what the MAGA Republicans are. And you think about it, the fact that they've spent more money in legal fees defending Trump and other co-conspirators and witnesses than they raised as a campaign or that they spent on other things. I mean, those numbers are absolutely stacked. Let's go to the pre-rally. Let's take a look. This is, they're all like, I could show you, I could do three podcasts, full episodes, three hours long on this stuff. I'm going to give you the very abbreviated version right now, but it's important that we see who these MAGA Republicans are. Mm -hmm. Here's a guy at the Trump rally this weekend saying that basically all news is fake. Everything is fake. And when asked where he gets his news from, QAnon, he gets his news from QAnon. Play the clip. Let me let me let's play a different one for now because this was a new edition. But let's play the woman who said that she was in a cult and that she was absolutely happy to be in a cult. She's she loves being in a cult. I am a huge Trump supporter, and I was just told yesterday that I was part of a cult, and I'm damn proud of it. I am. Not only does he part of us, he's part of us. He truly is. And the things that they're they're the liberals are putting his family through is horrendous. The thing that the liberals are putting is, but we, we, I'm, I'm in a cult. I'm happy to be in a cult. I mean, you shouldn't be happy to be in a cult. The, and that, that language be... comes directly from the cult leader. And this is what the Republicans do also to show you how it's all tied together. Listen carefully to the language that people like Kevin McCarthy use, that Marjorie Taylor Greene use, that James Comer use, that Jim Jordan use. They never say the Justice Department or law enforcement did X, Y, and Z. They either call it the Biden Justice Department or they call it the Democrat prosecutors. They use terminology like that to associate all the legal trouble that Donald Trump's in as some sort of political attack rather than the fact that actually you just broke a lot of laws. You just committed a lot of crimes. Now, I got the clip now of the individual outside the Trump rally who said his main source of news, Q and Trump. Q and Trump. Independent news, like local station. News is fake. Media is fake. Who do you rely on to get your news from? Q. Q? Cool. Q. Nice. Okay. Well. Do you have any idea? Who is this Who interviewer? Is? <laughs> this like on like no. a MAGA do channel. You? No. You, you have no idea? I have some, um, I don't know, some possibilities. With military intelligence. Q was released starting in 2017, almost 5,000 messages, and no, never heard of it. I, I've heard of it. You, you have? Yeah. Q. 
two drops. Yeah. Q and uh, that's about it. Yeah, and and Trump. And, and Truth Social. Truth Social. Q, Truth Social, and Trump. Uh, she's the Alina Haba of reporters. I feel dumber after watching that clip. Oh, my God. Well, here's the thing. Like, she she may be Trump's lawyer, that interviewer, because <laughs> Trump's lawyers, like, I'm not, so Trump's lawyers, they moonlight on the right-wing broadcasting networks and do the interviews. Right. So we should look into her background. I don't think she's on Trump's legal team. <laughs> or let me, or let me but, flip it, Ben, just, just to try to figure it out. Or maybe they are bad reporters on propaganda networks moonlighting as Donald Trump's attorney. You ever think it might go the other way around? Because yeah. well, Christina Bob, Trump's attorney, custodian of records, she's also the newscaster on right-wing broadcast oh network God. or whatever, whatever it is. I was just saying, Brett, while you were trying to find that clip, I was pausing for the emoji. That's what I was doing right there. I was, I was. By the way, we're um, on fire. We're gonna hit this before maybe the first ad break. Are you? You I, think? I, you, you you think? You, yeah. Well, also because we're rolling over as well from the last episode as promised. All right. So. All right, I like that. All right, this is a woman saying that she supports two people, King Jesus and King Trump. Play the clip. Eric in the house, the great MAGA king. Great shirt. Thank you. Yes, got to support the king. So what's more, uh, the king Jesus, then the king Trump. How about it? Right? Exactly. Yes. You, you are so correct. Yes. King Jesus first and then King Trump. And she goes, you are so correct. Again, the things that they are saying. Again, if people have shame, you would go, whoa, I need to really reflect on this. But it really is all people like that now. Like, like that's it. That that is who Republicans are, because anybody with some sense of decency in our democracy, they're now either independents or they're not affiliated with the MAGA Republicans. Like it, when you lose Bill Barr, and then Bill Barr is being called a rhino and a globalist by MAGA Republicans, and no longer welcomed in the Republican Party, just. Think about that. Bill Barr, who covered up all of Donald Trump's crimes. Bill Barr is now a rhino. Why are they calling him a rhino? Because he doesn't agree with Donald Trump that there are secret space lasers that are changing votes with secret bamboo from China that's being smuggled in with Italian satellite. You can't even keep up with what it's for those reasons that Bill Barr is now a rhino. But here's the thing, and we talk about this before. When they use the language rhino and globalists, they are using it in a way, the MAGA Republicans, to dehumanize anybody who's not in the cult and specifically using it to encourage violence on people who are rhinos, globalists, Marxists, communists. And, and they use those labels interchangeably. They don't really even, they don't apply to what they're even referring to, but they may as well use the term cockroach because that's how Trump and MAGA Republicans want it to be used. And that's the language of genocidal maniacs that they use to justify massive atrocities, massive genocides, murdering and killing. And, and here, this is how the message is being interpreted by the radicalized MAGA Republican base. Here is a man saying that he either wants to kill or jail rhinos and globalists. Play the clip. Good, good. I'm here to, to guarantee Trump gets back in and get rid of the corruption that's in the White House right now. It's a disgrace. He's a just 
Joe Biden's a disgrace to this country. He's a disgrace, and so are all the uh, so the left and the uh, rhinos, the globalists. They Joe Maul. Joe Maul. I agree with you on that. He goes, I agree with you on that. And there's a disgusting, disgusting. Later he goes, oh, I didn't know he said that. Yes, you did. We all heard what he said. There was something there, said in the heat of the moment, and I'm sorry if it came off the wrong way. Like, dude, like what? And it reminds whatever. me of that moment again. I talk about it a lot on the show. When John McCain was running for president against mm-hmm. Obama, where he took the microphone away from the person who was saying the hateful and offensive things. For now, if you're a MAGA Republican, you give the microphone to them. And he set them up. I mean, he, he said what was needed to be said to trigger that remark because they're basically telling their base each and every day to commit violent atrocities against people who are rhinos and globals. What do you think it means when Lauren Boebert prances around the stage and goes, I'm a rhino hunter, everybody. I'm a rhino hunter. What, what does it mean that you're hunting? It means killing. And that's how this cult base is taking the message. So when you say something like that, yeah, and what are you going to do about those rhinos and globalists? They know what that means. And they're saying that. And again, just to see how delusional, again, this is, here's a woman outside saying that everybody except for Donald Trump is in it for themselves and their own power and their own pocketbooks. Trump's the only one that's doing it for the people. Play the clip. These other people, these uh, on both sides, they're in it for themselves, for their pocketbooks, for their power. Trump isn't one of them. Yeah, he, does he have a very, very large mouth? Yes, he does. But you know what? He, it's it's what it is. It's black and white. You don't like him, you don't like him. But don't persecute him for his opinions. Don't persecute me for my opinions. Don't persecute these children for their opinions. You know, I've seen this stated before where people were like, you know, I never knew how you could have like the Nazi party rise up in Germany, how you can have a Mussolini. How is that possible? How could human beings be so deluded by propaganda? Well, propaganda isn't new. The big lie isn't new. It, frankly, it predates uh, Goebbels and, and the Nazis. It, it, it's a historical thing of manipulating crowds and groupthink and how this happens. But what always made America special, right, and, and what America represented to the world was that it pushed back on centuries and centuries and, and millennials, thank, for, uh, frankly, of authoritarian lies and strong man oppression. That's the hope that America represented to the world. And so to see a major political party like the Republican Party become this, become this, it's 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 a travesty, but it's a wake up call to us all. That's why we show these clips. Here's who they are. Here is what they are saying. And then we compare it. Here's what President Joe Biden is saying and doing. I want to show one more clip. This is, I mentioned, Christina Bob, um, just to prove to you that Donald Trump's lawyer is also moonlighting as the host or a host of moonlighting as Donald Trump's lawyer. He or she is saying that Trump doesn't lie because he has an app called Truth. How could you lie if you have an app called Truth? Play it. 
He's quite literal. And so for people who go, oh, you know, does he lie? Is he manipulative? No, not at all. Like, look at what he named his social media platform. He right. named it Truth. That's that's it. He's very literal in the way he speaks. Yeah. And, and so it's unnerving to some people because he's so direct with the truth that he's speaking that it, it can jar people, I think. Yeah, that's Donald Trump's lawyer. That's Donald Trump's lawyer who is hosting the propaganda network. She's also Donald Trump's custodian of records who signed the declaration on June 3rd, 2022, telling the Department of Justice that all of the records were turned over when they were not turned over. But that is, it is, it is sad to listen to because not only is it dangerous and delusional, but like just from like quality, like meritocracy. It's like that also just is like very dumb. And, and I mean that in the most polite way possible. <laughs> like it's just dumb. Like it's just dumb. Like wh wh what are you talking about? And again, like it's like it's like listening to a zombie. It's like listening to a zombie talk. And let's show you what went down at this event. This is we again we talked about how this was a very tiny crowd inside and again it's it's Pennsylvania by the way and, and Donald Trump and all these people are like oh Pennsylvania is MAGA country well you kind of lost all chambers now and the governorship at this point in Pennsylvania because it's rejecting MAGA and if it really was MAGA country you'd expect you'd be able to fill up a venue there in Pennsylvania. I get maybe when you go to one of these very small towns, like in the South, but you would think that if that was truly MAGA country, people would drive and find a way to get to Erie, Pennsylvania and fill up that stadium. But uh, uh, uh. I mean, you probably had about 60% of that stadium filled, maybe, maybe that's 70. Eerie, actually, ben. Being from Pennsylvania, where I, where I live, that's Erie, Pennsylvania. So if there was to ever have a crowd that showed completely up and packed and yeah, packed right. the stadium, that's Erie, Pennsylvania. <laughs> that is technically Trump country, but nope. I mean, we will see from the crowds. That's not yikes. Bad signs ahead for Donald if that's all I, if that's all I could bring. I've been trying to decipher the meaning though of Trump country when they say this is Trump country, what they mean by that. And they say it often about Arizona. They say it often about Pennsylvania and they say about Georgia what it leads me to believe thinking it through more what what, what the true definition of Trump country or MAGA country means is it must be a name that they use for places where Republicans lose in a humiliating fashion <laughs> because of Donald Trump. Because if they say that, then it's 100% accurate. Because ben, I mean, Ben, you're right. To get specific on that, Democrats in 2022, they won the Pennsylvania governor's race, the U.S. Senate race, all three swing congressional seats. Yeah. They flipped the Pennsylvania State House for the first time in over a decade. All these candidates around the country, yeah. these extremist election-denying candidates, who went all in for Trump, nearly all of them lost very important races throughout the country in purple states, in these swing states. So MAGA country, here. Trump country, places where Republicans lose because yeah. of Donald Trump, I think is the... the <laughs> Look, as people of the Commonwealth see the infrastructure projects being yep. built, they saw how quick the road was repaired thanks to federal and state uh, uh, working together. Um, you saw what that actually does when government 
actually works for the people. I mean, people in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania care about jobs. They care about the economy. They care about government working and actually doing things. And that's what they're seeing in the cooperation between the governor, Shapiro, the Biden administration. Democrats are just doing actual things, not doing this. And I'm going to show you what this is right now. Here you have Donald Trump at this event saying that what what is really going on here is that he, Trump, is being indicted for you, for all of the people. And by the way, this is what Trump's talking about in Pennsylvania. I mean, Jordy, you think people in the Commonwealth are like, okay, yes, thank you. You are being indicted for me. Or are they thinking jobs, economy, healthcare, protect social security, take care of veterans, take care of students? Are they like, oh, you're being indicted for me? He's being indicted for me, everybody. He's being <laughs> indicted for me. Here, play, play the clip. Left Democrats, Marxists, communists, and fascists, indict me. I consider it actually a great badge of honor. I do. It's a great badge of honor. Because I'm being indicted for you. She's saying, that's good. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I believe the you, I believe the you, is more than 200 million people that love our country. I believe that. It's 200 million people. You can't even fill up that stadium, uh, a small stadium, yet alone 200 million people. And again, who's there? Yes, he's being indicted for me. I mean, that's just like the dumbest, again, it's like- and Just a quick anecdote too. You're so, it's so dumb. It's it's beyond dumb. And, and for me being on the ground here, I've spoken to people who voted for Trump in 16 here who are looking at everything that's unfolded, who have seen the tangible results that Shapiro and the administration here has been able to accomplish under the Democratic leadership and are quite frankly embarrassed by Trump. They're, they're embarrassed about their vote, but they're embarrassed by the guy that they used to identify with him. And now these people, they, they might not vote at all, but I could tell you one thing, they're not going to vote for Trump. They, they, they're embarrassed by the stench that he's left in their mouth. The stench in, his, in their mouth is one of the most vile analogies I think I've ever heard. Yep. Um, one, one of the things that it's also hilarious, one of the things that Trump does frequently though, and he's playing to his base here who was at this event. I, I reflect back on the pre-rally clip that you called up, Ben, of the woman who said, I support two people, King Jesus and King Trump. And what Donald Trump is doing there is he is playing to this evangelical base and he is hoisting himself up as this Jesus-like figure. He is basically saying, look at me, I am dying for your sins. Look, don't, don't you want to bow down to me? Also, we're going to get into this uh, soon in the show, but I assume if you say that uh, actually, which is something he says later on, he goes, actually, you're the ones who are being indicted. I'm not really being indicted. You're all being indicted, and I'm being indicted for you. I guess that's one way to also swindle people for all their money uh, when you find out that all the donations that people are giving <laughs> uh, supposedly to the Trump campaign are actually going to pay Christina Bob, Alina Haba, and his ragtag team of attorneys. I guess that's I guess that's one way you could justify it with your base. But uh, I, I don't want I, I want to keep on that thought though for a second because I know it's a few clips down. But you're right, Brett. On the one hand, everyone just saw that clip. I he, he's such a selfish <laughs> prick that he can't even keep. <laughs> He can't even keep, keep the strain of thought. He can't even keep the narrative going, right? I mean, he goes, 
I'm being indicted for you. I'm doing this for you. And then he says, they're indicting you. <laughs> so <laughs> are, are you being indicted me? for me? What's, what's oh, they're actually indicting you. This is what I mean. It's fascism. The fascism piece is I'm being indicted for you. Plus the idiocracy piece of it. No, no, no. They're indicting you because of me. Like, and you have to like follow this. And it just reminds me of those days too, where um, where when I would study for the LSATs and there were those like logic games and the LSATs. It's always the wrong answer. This and like you have to kind of follow the like this. It's like whoa. Wait, if Trump is being indicted for me, but I'm being indicted for him. Then what is it? <laughs> there isn't an answer. It's he's just an idiot. He's a freaking idiot criminal traitor. January sixth. Play this clip now of Trump saying they're now indicting you, not me. Play this clip. They want to try and demean and hurt us, all of us. You know, they're not indicting me, they're indicting you. I just happen to be standing in their way. That's all it is. Okay. Uh, we got a lot. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what I mean. Um, you have uh, idiocracy plus fascism, right? That equals MAGA Republican Party of today. Got a lot more clips to show you. How are we are on that membership list? I mean, are, are we up? Oh, you know, we'll, we'll update. We'll update the chat. We're, we we're, back we're, 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 we're under fifty away. We're under fifty away. I know. We're under fifty memberships from a Ben emoji. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited to that. We got a lot more to discuss. I'm having a ton of fun tonight. We got a lot more to discuss on this episode of the Midas Touch podcast. Let's take a quick break. This summer, you could spend thousands of dollars on planes, hotels, and tourist traps, or you could spend less money on a beautiful garden that will give you years of pleasure with fastgrowingtrees.com. FastGrowingTrees.com has thousands of easy-to-grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties, expertly curated for your unique climate and needs, from Meyer lemons to evergreens to shade trees and everything in between. No more waiting in long lines and hauling heavy plants around. With FastGrowingTrees.com, you order online, and your plants arrive at your door in just a few days. No green thumb? No problem. Fast-growing trees, plant experts are just a Zoom, chat, or phone call away. Always available and eager to help. They can even walk you through your entire garden to help solve problems you're having with plants and trees. Plus, fast-growing trees, plant experts have specialized degrees and training to help troubleshoot from root to leaf. It's like telehealth for your plants. I love FastGrowingTrees.com because I found the Meyer lemon tree I was looking for, and their plant experts help me keep it thriving. They can help you too. And with Fast Growing Trees 30-Day Alive and Thrive Guarantee, you know everything will look great, fresh out of the box. Join almost 2 million happy Fast Growing Trees customers. Go to FastGrowingTrees.com slash MidasTouch now to get 15% off your entire order. Again, that's 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com slash MidasTouch. Welcome back. And we are live in Jordy. I know you, you know you're doing this emoji thing for me, which I'm appreciative. But I want to congratulate you, Jordy, for the big announcement that you made this weekend. The Mycellus brothers, Brett and myself, are going to be uncles. Let's go, and Jordy. We've learned is going to be a papa. He posted the photo online, um, and so a special congratulations to soon-to-be father. 
Jordy, myself. And, I just, and, and I just got the chills. I just got the chills again as you said it. I wasn't sure if we were going to so talk about it on the show. Excited. But c- c- congrats, Jay. Like we're all so incredibly proud for you, and we're all here for you throughout this process. And I, I, I you know, I, I don't go on like Facebook and or my personal <laughs> Instagram account very frequently, but I knew something happened when I started receiving a lot of texts congratulating me. <laughs> and and I had to fi- I had to spend a few moments that day saying why is everybody congr- Midas touch yeah thanks it's going well <laughs> like I, I legitimately had to like think through it and then I opened up Instagram and I saw your post and it all made a lot of sense and look uh, it makes me reflect too about a lot of the topics that we're talking <laughs> about because you know as a parent you want to set a very good example for your child and you want somebody in our highest office someone who holds the office of the presidency to also be a a decent human being, to be a compassionate human being, to have morals and to have values because we all want to raise our kids and our grandkids with values and to act like decent and compassionate human beings. So, you know, when Donald Trump says things like this, which we're about to play, it just also is demonstrative like this is a bad person. And a lot of the reason why MAGA Republicans so despise Joe Biden is also because of his decency, because of his compassion. For me, when I heard what President Biden was doing for his son, Hunter, when Hunter was going through some of the most difficult things, and we all know someone in our family, or maybe even you've experienced serious drug addiction and alcohol abuse or something like that. But to have someone like Joe Biden be there for his son, not abandon him every step of the way, that to me helped show me, whoa, this Joe, when Joe Biden was wrong, let me take another look at this guy because that's the kind of person I want to be a leader. Someone who showed that level of compassion when the cameras weren't on. This is what Donald Trump said in contrast during the event in Erie, Pennsylvania. Play the clip. They know what they're doing. We have, they're at the top of their game. We have somebody that's not at the top of his game, never was at the top of a game, never was. We have a guy who's a dumb son of a bitch and to allow this to- and then they clap for it. And that, that's like the applause line when he curses and says, F this person and dumb son of a, you know, and says all of that. You know, I, I remember back in the day when I was representing Colin Kaepernick, where Trump was like, get that son of a bitch off the field. What? Who, who talks like that? Who talks like that? And you know what? The real danger as well is then that People see that. Kids see that. They think they can talk like that. You have more bullying. You have more bad behavior. It's just bad behavior. So unbecoming of the most important office and also so unbecoming of the most important office. Donald Trump, when he even tries to like talk about foreign policy, when he tries, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So he just says things like, yeah, and China is building a military in places in places here play this clip china is building military places and forts and everything installations they're building military in cuba 71 miles off our coast they started building that in cuba while trump was in office but the same way trump didn't have a policy test for covid right in 2018 china started building building it but you know trump didn't test for anything 
just didn't observe and evaluate whether there would be spy balloons. So, mm-hmm. hey, if I don't test for it, it didn't it didn't happen. If I don't look for it, it didn't happen. And then he goes, yeah, China. Like, okay, that's an unstable, sick individual up there. Like, we all see that. That is someone who shouldn't be anywhere near any positions of power. Yeah, and if you heard somebody speaking like that, like doing a Trump impression like that, you'd tell them to reel it in a little bit. Like you're you're doing a Trump, but you're doing it a little exaggerated. But I noticed him this whole rally, and I think like the he oscillates between when he's like really feeling the heat and feeling the pressure with all the indictments in various cases. He either comes out and he's like really depressed sounding, like he's like. And then they wanted to get me, or he does the opposite and he goes crazy with the voice, China and the Ukraine. (laughs) And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. But yeah, this, this incident, this, the the basis that Donald Trump is speaking about happened once again under his presidency. And then he wants to go and blame President Biden for it. Like he and these Republicans seem to constantly criticize things that happened while Donald Trump was president. Maybe they actually don't like Trump as much as they say they do. Who knows? This is a very specific well, reference, but he I brought it up on the show once before. He's Mr. Crocker from the Fairly Odd Parents, who he's a fairly odd parent. <laughs> yeah, very specific. It's gonna hit a very specific niche, and they're gonna be like, Jordy, you're so right. That audience is gonna really appreciate <laughs> they're it. They're gonna love it. And so if you know that character, that's exactly the inflection that Trump gets in his voice just at random times when he goes up and down. It's bizarre. It's a game of fascist Mad Libs. We've said that on the show before too, but that's what it's playing out for you, right? In a place in China, is the guy's a lunatic. It's, it's not lunatic. And it's all projection and confession. And finally, Donald Trump in this next clip, you'll see him extorting Ukraine again to try to get dirt on Hunter Biden, like the exact thing he was impeached for. Um, now Donald Trump is saying the thing on stage. And again, he's th- this is just doing Vladimir Putin's bidding. And so again, wh- whatever the Republican Party was on foreign policy, I don't think becoming a satellite nation of uh, Russia is on that list. I mean, again, just watch this clip. He's got millions of dollars from Ukraine. Now Ukraine gets billions and billions of dollars from the American taxpayer. Joe Biden is compromised. He's dragging us into a global conflict on behalf of the very same country, Ukraine, that apparently paid his family all of these millions of dollars. In light of this information, the U.S. Congress should refuse to authorize a single additional payment of our depleted stockpiles. Did you see last week? Last week, he said, we have no ammunition. The United States, you know, I rebuilt the military. We had so much ammunition. We had to buy storage, massive storage bins for it. It's almost gone. First of all, that shouldn't have happened. But who would release that? Who would say that? That was classified information, wasn't it, huh? But the weapons stockpiles to Ukraine until the FBI, DOJ, and IRS hand over every scrap of evidence they have on the Biden crime family's corrupt business dealings. We have to know, and the public deserves to know. In addition, Congress should immediately vote to block Joe Biden's recent call-up of And by the way, the MAGA members in the House of Representatives listen to that crazy dangerousness, and they follow what he is saying. Kevin McCarthy, Jim Jordan, James Comer, they listen to that and Mm -hmm. actually try to execute those plans. 
And I think it's important for our viewers to kind of understand a little bit of what Trump is getting at there or what he's trying to convey, because I think often when we speak about Ukraine and the Russian invasion of Ukraine, you know, a lot of people rightfully wonder, like, how could you be for Russia in all of this, right? Like, how could you be for a country that invaded a sovereign nation and unleashed such horrors upon it? But in this MAGA world of these Trump lies where people get their information from QAnon drops and Donald Trump, and it's recycled through people like James Comer and Kevin McCarthy and individuals like that, they've invented a conspiracy theory where basically they've combined all of their conspiracy theories and all of their lies, and they figured out a way that Ukraine is responsible for all of them. And so to them, Ukraine is actually the epicenter of Joe Biden's corruption. Why is the United States helping Ukraine? Is it because Vladimir Putin, an adversary of the United States, invaded Ukraine? No, it's to protect Hunter Biden. It's to protect Joe Biden and the Democrats' business interests in Ukraine. That's why they are doing it. Uh, and, and that's why you cannot really have a conversation with people who believe things sure. like this. With COVID, oh, what are they doing? Oh, COVID. Actually, Ukraine is the epicenter of the COVID bio labs where the U.S. engineered COVID in order to get Donald Trump out of power. These are real things that they yeah. that they speak that about. They say like, it's, these it's are a, things that deranged I conspiracies that the MAGA Republicans say. And, and so that right there is when you're like when you're listening to that clip about Trump and and Ukraine and all the lies he's spouting, and you're like, what the heck is he talking about? That's where it stems from. This notion that Ukraine is tied into all their conspiracies conspiracy theories about COVID, about Hunter Biden, about Hillary Clinton, like you name it, they've found a way to work it into Ukraine. I got to update the audio. I got to update the audio listeners because I left them the edge of the seat before we hit the ad break. We've hit the Ben emoji. Audio listeners only, y'all are missing out. The chat right now is absolutely flooded with, with Ben emojis. This is hilarious. Let's go. Shout out to the Midas Mighty, Ben. Wow, they did it. They came through for you. A good, good photo too. I like the photo. Good of the photo. Manager. Really good photo. Right. Well, so thank you everybody for coming through. We hit 400 memberships on this episode. One of their other conspiracies is Zelensky teamed up with Biden in 2019 to try to undermine Donald Trump through the Russia investigation. I mean, it is some, it is the most deranged stuff in the world. All right. I want to talk about some legal updates in Trump world, but first let's talk about how Trump is paying for all of these legal bills. You know, he claims to be a billionaire, so he would ostensibly have the money, right, to pay for his own legal bills himself. Ostensibly, that's what if he's a billionaire, he'd be able to pay for it. Um, but uh, in the past six months, there have been over $40 million in legal fees that have been incurred by Donald Trump. And the total legal fees amount is close to $60 million. So a total of $56 million in legal fees. That's like what a huge law firm would maybe would make in an entire year. That's what Donald Trump's PAC. Not Donald Trump, Donald Trump's PAC, 
the Save America PAC organization, which raised all of this money, spreading lies intentionally and maliciously about the 2020 election, same way Kerry Lake, all these MAGA Republicans, grift and make this whole kind of uh, ecosystem of lies and money that come in from uh, spreading the, you know, election conspiracies. They said that this money would go to election defense funds and it would go to all of these things to quote unquote, stop the steal, all lies. Where did it actually go? So that Donald Trump could hire lawyers for the various criminal investigations that he got himself into by committing crimes. So these aren't just the legal fees for Donald Trump. Donald Trump is also paying the legal bills for co-defendants and for witnesses, dozens and dozens of witnesses. As soon as there's a witness, one of the things they try to do is hire one of these Trump lawyers to represent the witnesses as well. Um, and so one of the things that has also been discussed is that now Trump is going to be launching a legal defense fund, a legal defense fund now just for the witnesses. Because I think they're realizing, wait a minute, this arrangement may be a bit problematic and save America's already under criminal investigation from special counsel Jack Smith. I think why they're creating a legal defense fund, this hasn't really been mentioned. They are expecting in the forthcoming indictment regarding election interference by special counsel Jack Smith against Donald Trump for the January 6th insurrection, that there's going to be money laundering charges that are going to be brought against um, uh, Donald Trump's political action committee or Donald Trump for his role in the political action committees, wire fraud and other campaign finance crimes are going to be in that. And I think one of the things special counsel Jack Smith's going to try to do is stop those PACs from further engaging in the crime. And that will be one of the preconditions that will come out of uh, an indictment there. So they want to transfer now the legal defense fund that could handle these witnesses to do it in a way that would not be violative of the law like they are. That's why I think they set up the legal defense fund. It's also transparent, though, right? It's, it reminds me of what he did in the uh, New York case when uh, he was worried about his money in the Trump Organization, and he decided to create an entity called Trump Organization 2. It's like, okay, buddy, who are you fooling here? And let's all remember what the potential fraud charges and what the investigation is regarding the Save America PAC. The Save America PAC raised money based on lies about the election. It was help us fight back against election fraud. You all remember the yeah. January 6th hearings that we broadcast on this network when they showed it. I forgot who, uh, who who dubbed it this, but one of the people on the January 6th committee dubbed it, I believe, the the great grift or, or something to that effect, where Donald Trump would solicit money under the guise of, of challenging election results and then ended up spending none of the money on election yeah. results. And now we're uh, finding out that Donald Trump is, in fact, using all this money to fund his own legal defense. I, I saw a argument, a, a theory floated by former Department of Justice Prosecutor Andrew Weissman uh, that I found interesting about this, where he tweeted, if Trump is using a PAC that made money by falsely claiming election fraud, well, then that scheme can be the basis of fraud charges and the money obtained by that scheme can be seized in a pre-trial totally. forfeiture order. I thought that was a really interesting- That's what I was getting at. That's why they're creating the Legal Defense Fund, yep. because I think they, they're like, okay, 
okay, we think the money can get seized. I, I totally, I, I didn't hear that theory, but that aligns with what I was saying, Brett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Weissman, you know, 20 plus years at the Department of Justice, he clearly knows how they operate. And, and him and some other prosecutors at the Justice Department have been creating these model prosecution memos, uh, some of which we've covered here on the Midas Touch Network. I know Popak has covered a bunch of them. And they do these really detailed, in, like, uh, kind of mock indictments. And they've really been very on point uh, with those mock uh, indictments that they put together. Like they they really know their yeah. stuff. So when when Weissman's saying that, like I think you could immediately assume that's something on Jack Smith's mind as well. Well, look, who is the key witness for the superseding indictment that special counsel Jack Smith filed? Someone by the name of Yusel Tavares, who is the head of IT at Mar-a-Lago. Yusel Tavares received a target letter from special counsel Jack Smith after Donald Trump was indicted in June. Yusel Tavares was being represented by Stanley Woodward. Who else does Stanley Woodward represent? Donald Trump's other co-defendant, Waltine Nauta. So Yusel Tavares saw what happened, got this target letter, and Yusel Tavares was not being forthcoming with special counsel Jack Smith. And so Jack Smith's like, all right, I'm going to indict you. I'm going to indict the head of maintenance, Carlos D. Oliveria. And Yusil Tavares was smart. He's like, all right, I'm not, I'm not having this Trump lawyer represent me anymore. I'm getting my own independent lawyer. And what happened as soon as he got the independent lawyer, told the truth to special counsel Jack Smith. He said, Carlos D. Oliveria, Walty Nauta, they said that the boss, Donald Trump, wanted me to delete surveillance footage. Okay. That became the basis of and been so similar so 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 similar to exactly what Cassidy Hutchinson did Cassidy Hutchinson for those who remember who became the star witness of the January 6th hearings with her absolutely riveting testimony about Donald Trump's actions uh, that day and before and after absolutely brought the house down with her detailed testimony she too started off with a Trump paid attorney and then decided decided I can't be involved in this. She ditched her Trump paid attorney. She got her own attorney. And that's when she felt like she could actually open up and speak out to investigators. And that's yep. exactly what we are seeing right now with this individual, yep. Yusel Tavares, who knows where the bodies are buried, who we now know is, is he employee number four yep. Ben in the indictment? Employee number four, Tavares. We finally have a name who we suspected to go along with that moniker that was in the indictment. Mm -hmm. And this is bad news for Trump. And it's why he's built this protection racket around him with these legal funds to try to avoid things like this. Remember, a lot of these folks are people who know the intricacies of the way the security systems at Mar-a-Lago were set up. We're around Donald Trump for a lot of this, but a lot of them are not people who are making these big salaries who could afford to spend $40 million on attorneys. So then you have somebody like Donald Trump come along and say, hey, like a mob boss, you stick with by my side, even if it's just the implication of it, right? You stick by my side, you say the right things, I'll make sure you're safe, I'll make sure you get the attorneys that you need, and should I become president, guess what? I will pardon you. It's all a part of the tacit agreement, this devil's bargain that all of these people who work for Donald Trump are making, except for Tavares. And what did Cassidy Hutchinson say, right? She said that the Trump-appointed lawyer told her, 
you don't have to remember anything. It's okay if you don't remember anything. Just tell them you don't remember. But that's actually committing perjury, saying you don't remember when you do remember. And so yeah. the very first witness interview she gave, she goes, yeah, I don't remember. But she did remember. And then she said, you know what? I don't feel right doing this. Fired that lawyer, hired independent counsel, and told the truth. But that's where Donald Trump's spending a lot of his money, Brett, to your point, hiring lawyers for all of these witnesses, basically to silence them. And that's what's going on there. I think we have this clip of Alina Haba, where Alina Haba basically talks about the money and she defends this because she got a lot of this money. I mean, <laughs> Alina Haba is getting, Alina Haba is getting rich off of this. You know, you've got the PACs that are paying the sanctions. She's making a ton of money, mm -hmm. basically running interference for Trump. Here's what she said about this $40 million donor legal fee scheme. Play this clip. There's nothing illegal about this. And when you support the president, you support getting him into office. I think the one thing we can all agree on is they've weaponized the legal system to prevent him from getting into office. So the defense of the same, I don't see as problematic. And I know that legally it's not. And that's really all I'm going to say on that. Um, but if you look at the numbers, I think it's just completely disgusting. But I also invite the public to look at the numbers that the DOJ is spending attacking uh -huh. uh, President no, I, Trump. I, 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 I mean, it's weird what she says there, too. She goes, if you look at the numbers, they are completely disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> your own <laughs> your own numbers? Like, it, yeah. it, But here's the thing. there You don't have to be logically consistent. Like, You can just go out there and just make noises, basically, as long as you put Trump in it. And that is a MAGA Republican right. show for like Trump, love, love, Trump, Trump, love, love. All right. All right. We're moving on to the next topic. But here's the thing. For Donald Trump spending all of that money, he keeps on losing and losing and losing. I'll give you one example right now of just losing earlier in the day where a Fulton County Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney dismissed Donald Trump's attempt, this motion filed by Trump, to try to disqualify Fawny Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney, and prevent her from using evidence that was derived from the special purpose grand jury um, and to block expected indictments out of Fulton County. And Judge McBurney was like, dude, you haven't been injured. Like, what are you talking? You haven't even been indicted yet. Like the special purpose grand jury is conducting an investigation. You don't have standing to bring this case. I'm sorry, Donald, if it may have hurt your feelings that you're uh, being criminally investigated, but your feelings don't matter here is basically what Judge McBurney said. Your feelings and your fragile ego are not grounds for standing before a court of law. And you should have learned that that lesson, Donald Trump, when the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals ruled against Judge Eileen Cannon when you tried to do something similar there and get jurisdiction asserted there pre-indictment, which doesn't exist. Doesn't exist at the federal level, doesn't exist at the state level. There was also some good one-liners too, where the judges like Trump may like a la Rumpelstiltskin be able to spin criminal investigations into political capital. Um, but, he, but he goes, but the judge found simply being the subject or target of a probe does not yield the standing to halt it. And here you could pull up, I just love comparing Donald Trump 
Trumpelstilskin to Rumpelstilskin. Then it goes, former President Trump and alternate elector Latham's motions to preclude any state prosecuting agency from using evidence derived from the special purpose grand jury's work are dismissed for lack of standing. The motion to squash or expunge the final report of the special purpose grand juries are denied as moot and their motions to disqualify the district attorney and her office are denied. And regarding all of Donald Trump's like whatever Donald Trump was throwing at Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis, the judge was like, yeah, you know, look, she's she's she runs for office like she's allowed to fundraise. That's like that's just what uh, that's just like what you do there. So a big loss for Donald Trump there. And we're going to talk about more MAGA Republican court losses, more Trump losses. And we have a special surprise to talk about. An important addition, something we are building here at the Ooh. Midas Touch Network Ooh. that some people may have seen already. We'll tell you about a big addition as the Midas Touch Network continues to grow. We have a big announcement at the end of the show that we'll talk about there. We still got much more to discuss. Let's take our last break of the day. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Roan. If you're like me, you understand the pains of finding out what to wear. Let's face it, most clothes are uncomfortable or too tight or never actually the size that you really are, and not to mention the annoyance of trying to put together a good outfit. And when you finally do have a good fit, you can only wear it for a few hours before you have an important meeting or dinner and then you have to change. Everyone wants to dress their best and look good at all times because frankly, it's a confidence booster. So here's the deal. Men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man. And here's why. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with the commuter collection, which offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way, from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. It's time to feel confident without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. It's that easy. With the Gold Fusion Anti-Odor Technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. I absolutely love Roan. This has truly become my go-to commuter fit. We're on the move a lot. Whether it's jumping from meeting to meeting, or catching a flight, or an important dinner, the Roan Commuter Collection has never let me down. The versatility and overall comfort of the collection is undefeated. Even after I wear it all day, I still feel super fresh because of the Gold Fusion anti-odor technology. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Midas and use promo code Midas to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to roan.com dot com slash Midas and use code Midas. It's time to find your corner office.
Love those ad reads, Jay. And thank Let's you go. Support our sponsors. Roan, Fastest sponsors. Growing Trees. Just we got fast great sponsors. Trees. Just, just, just fast, 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 just fast, fast trees. growing trees. See, that's ben, 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 you know, that's why Ben calls it Games of Thrones. You know, Ben's one of those, you know, the people in your family who go, you see the last episode of Games of Thrones? <laughs> look, look, it's, it, look, those trees grow the fastest I've ever seen. That's, <laughs> uh, support nice. our sponsors. They're amazing. <laughs> Roan especially. Fast Growing Trees is great. Roan too. They will not let you down. Links down, in the description. Links are in the description below. So er, earlier on Monday, you had Carlos de Oliveira as well, the new co-defendant who's still represented by the Trump lawyer show up for his arraignment today. Although he didn't have a Florida-based lawyer, I guess Donald Trump gets to decide now who's going to be his lawyer in Florida. So he had to delay that arraignment to uh, I think the second week of August. So we'll keep everybody posted. And interesting thing about a superseding indictment, right? I mean, technically, now Trump and all of the co-defendants have to be arraigned again, but normally you just kind of waive that process um, so you don't have to show up again. But technically, he has to be arraigned again on the new uh, charges as well for the uh, attempted deletion of surveillance footage. We talk about this Devin Archer situation, Brett and Jordy. You know, so, so Devin Archer is indeed Hunter Biden's former business partner. Um, and Devin Archer was convicted of a crime having nothing to do with Hunter Biden, though. Archer did serve on the board of Burisma, but what Archer was actually convicted for was a role in securities fraud regarding the issue of these like Native American bonds that didn't really exist and were phony. He was convicted in a trial. He recently lost on appeal. That's why he's supposed to be remanded into custody soon because the Second Circuit just rejected his appeal. So that's actually one of the reasons why his deposition testimony was also continued multiple times because he was embroiled in this appeal. But you wouldn't really know if you Googled Devin Archer that what he was convicted of has nothing to do with Hunter Biden because the way the New York Post framed the story, at least as it's presented on Google, is that Devin Archer was sentenced for his role in a Hunter Biden fraud scheme, which is just false. And that's what 99% of people will read, and that's just about it. Do we have, though, the photo? Yeah, let's pull up this photo. So this is when you, when you Google Devin Archer, okay, one of the first results that comes up is this. Devin Archer sentenced for a role in Hunter Biden fraud scheme. Now, as I read that, that would seem to imply that Archer did something criminal with Hunter Biden as part of a Hunter Biden fraud scheme, right? But then when you actually open up the article, the headline of the article itself is slightly different. It's called, when you actually open it up, it says Hunter Biden's pal sentenced to prison for role in fraud scheme. It's like Ben's friend of a friend, second cousin. Oh, okay. That's a little bit different than what's on the Google. <laughs> Honestly, this was an incredible find by you. This was really great detective work because I never realized how nefarious um, these Google sure. queries, the metadata that these websites input as as information that show up there because it is inputted by the specific website. So New York Post specifically said, we want this headline to read in this complete fabrication when people search the name Hunter Biden on Google. That was done deliberately and on purpose. And I've never seen that called out ever, ever, well, ever. Well, here's ever. the thing. I, I appreciate it. But like, I wanted to get as many sources as I could 
on who this Devin Archer was before I reported on it, right? Like I do a painstaking amount of research before I cut any of those videos because I want to make sure that the information I'm delivering is that I'm putting as much effort reading all types of sources. I don't agree with the New York Post, right? Like it's owned by Rupert Murdoch. I still wanted to read what they were saying so I could understand what the different perspectives are. And then I saw that and I was like, I don't don't think that's true. You know, and then I looked into the article and I scrolled about 75% down into the article and then it says this. Like you have to read all the way at the bottom of the article. Biden had no connection to the fraud scheme for the to the fraud scheme. Archer was sentenced for Monday. Archer was convicted by a jury of conspiracy to commit securities fraud and securities fraud after trial in 2018. So it went from Devin Archer sentenced for a role in Hunter Biden fraud scheme mm -hmm. to when you actually read the article, Biden had no connection to the fraud scheme. Archer was sentenced for Monday. So this is how they start training their base, right? In the lie about Devin Archer and Hunter involved in something nefarious together. And I think the big hype that they were trying to sell is that Devin Archer was in the room when Hunter Biden would call his dad. He'd put Joe Biden on speakerphone and Joe Biden would be getting involved in all of Hunter Biden and Devin Archer's business deals about Burisma and this is that. And this is what the MAGA Republicans said what was going to happen. And it was spread by none other than Miranda Devine, who spreads all of these lies spreads all this disinformation writing for the New York Post for MAGA Republicans, spreads all the Hunter Biden crap. But the MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives bought it. And until they actually had to confront the truth, like actually ask Devin Archer about the situation, right? They were content saying, Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's business partner involved in Hunter Biden fraud schemes, has the smoking gun. This is going to be devastating to Joe Biden. Biden is over. And it's the same pattern, Brett and Jordy and Midas Mighty, that we've seen with the fake whistleblowers, the fake audio recordings, the Russian oligarchs, all of this. So I was intrigued. I was like, I don't think he's going to say these things. I, 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 but <laughs> I was curious because if Archer did say these things, I was like, that's significant. I want the data. I want the truth. Even if the truth is not good truth for me, I, I want to know about it. But right. I'm like, this is suspicious. The depositions have been canceled three times. I'm like, so what stunt is going to happen before Devin Archer is set to finally give the deposition testimony? after his appeal process is over. So he can now give the deposition and closed session before the House of Representatives, before the Magnum. What are they going to do now? Because now the chickens come home to roost. The facts have to come out. We have to know what's up, right? And boom, on cue, over the weekend, Miranda Devine, who spread the lie, now has to cover up for her lie, right? Because she's hyped it up. She's told everyone this is what he's going to say. And now she goes, okay, well, he's not going to say this. I like made this whole thing up. So now I got to say something that kind of gets me out of this, but let me create a new lie to go over the old lie. And boom, right on cue, this is what she sends. She posts this. The DOJ, she says, is trying to arrest Devin Archer 
ahead of his bombshell testimony Monday about Joe Biden's involvement in his son Hunter's Ukraine business when he was VP. U.S. Attorney in the Southern District of New York, Damian Williams, issued a menacing letter yesterday, Saturday, telling Judge Abrams to order Archer to go to jail immediately to serve a one-year sentence for his fraud conviction. By the way, do you see how the order is a little bit pixelated and hard to read? That's not because that's the way orders are written. Like that's the way <laughs> they pub they publish this thing to kind of make it hard to read because when you read it, that's not at all what the DOJ did. They did not order him to go to jail immediately. There is a briefing schedule. That process would not take place for weeks. And if you read it, there, there's talking about how the government disagrees with Mr. Archer's lawyers. There's going to be a briefing schedule. You have to coordinate with like the jail itself. You have to make arrangements. You don't just have a situation where someone's like remanded immediately in a situation like this. So that's not at all what the DOJ said. But now the MAGA Republicans went, okay, so let's say the DOJ is weaponized and they're intimidating the witness. So when Archer doesn't say what we've told everybody he's going to say, we'll say he's lying because the Biden DOJ wants to arrest him and they're intimidating him. And they all went with that. And this is what Rand Paul says, Matt Gates says. Matt Gates goes, the DOJ is now actively committing the crime of obstructing a congressional investigation. Rand Paul goes, this is getting to be banana republic territory. They are moving from indicting their opponents to throwing witnesses in jail in the eve of congressional testimony. Like none of that is true at all. And then Archer's lawyers, they had to respond. And so Archer's lawyers go, Okay, we're aware of speculation that the Department of Justice's weekend request to have Mr. Archer report to prison as an attempt by the Biden administration to intimidate him in advance of his meeting with the House Oversight Committee on Monday. To be clear, Archer does not agree with that speculation. In any case, Mr. Archer will do what he planned to do all along, which is to show up on Monday and to honestly answer the questions that are put to him by the congressional investigators. By the way, then the DOJ has to send a letter to the judge because of the lies now being spread by MAGA Republicans saying, look, the government writes to follow up on its July 29, 2023 letter apprising the court of the Second Circuit's mandate affirming the judgment of conviction in this matter. The government understands that the defendant is scheduled to provide testimony to Congress tomorrow, July 31, 2023. To be clear, the government does not request and has never requested that the defendant surrender before his congressional testimony. As the court knows, to surrender and commence his sentence of imprisonment, the defendant must first be designated to a federal facility by the Bureau of Prisons, a process that can take several weeks or months after the court sets a surrender date. Nonetheless, for the avoidance of all doubt, the government requests that any surrender date, should the court order one, be scheduled to occur after the defendant's congressional testimony is completed. We thank you for its consideration. And then it's signed by the United States attorney from the Southern District of New York. And then what do the MAGA Republicans do? They then declare, declare victory, but say, okay, now he's being intimidated. So they made up a conspiracy and they go, DOJ backtracks after uproar. Biden's DOJ files a new letter allowing Hunter's ex-business pal, Devin Archer, to testify in Congress Monday. They never said he couldn't testify in Congress on Monday. So Just that lies. was- 
And they and it's just total lies and it's lies to cover up the fact that this is that he was never going to say what they've been lying to people for years that he was going to say because it didn't happen. And here's the gist of his testimony, that there would be times where Hunter Biden would call his dad because they would speak every day. And his dad would pick up and Hunter Biden would sometimes be in a room with business people. And Joe Biden didn't get involved in any deals, didn't do anything. He'd say things like, hey, Hunter, how are you? I love you, son. Hey, Hunter, great great to hear from you. Okay, great, everybody. Thanks, Hunter. See you later. And just have a normal conversation. Not that he was involved, not that he helped arrange $2 billion from the Saudi sovereign wealth fund for his son-in-law, like Jared Kushner got, not that while his son-in-law and daughter were in the White House in positions they couldn't get security clearances for, that no Americans wanted them to be except deranged MAGA cult members that they made over $650 million in the White House. They got trademark benefits from China. Yes, I'm talking about Ivanka and Jared Kushner, but no, they're upset that Hunter Biden would call his dad. That's the whole thing. It's much to do about nothing, but I want to show this clip. MAGA Republican Andy Biggs, right? He's as MAGA Republican as you get. And this is him leaving. And look how pissed he is when he leaves because he's asked about, so uh, do they talk about bribes? And Biggs is like, no, they didn't say anything about that. Pissed. Play the clip. Did you talk about a bribe at all? He didn't know anything about that. Do you think today's testimony made it more likely that the president should be impeached? I think, I think we should do an impeachment inquiry. He goes, we should do an impeachment inquiry, even though none of the witnesses say what we say they're going to say. We should do an impeachment inquiry. And Brett, before turning it to you, I want to show this other one right here of Democratic Congress member Dan Goldman when he emerged from the meeting and said, yeah, there was nothing there, there at all. Play this clip. Dan Goldman. Ending. Joe Biden to any of Hunter Biden's uh, business dealings as a private citizen or otherwise. Um, it was abundantly clear and the witness stated unequivocally that he there was there is no evidence in his possession or his knowledge that Joe Biden ever discussed business with Hunter Biden. Joe Biden never did anything on behalf of Hunter Biden's business interests or otherwise, never changed official policy in any way, shape or form. And in fact, the only evidence that we have is to the contrary, which is that even though it was perceived by Burisma that they had the Prosecutor General Shokin under control, quote unquote, that Joe Biden at advocated for his firing, which of course uh, was not coveted or desired by Burisma and would potentially be bad for Burisma. Brett. Yeah, well, it tells you everything that immediately following this hearing, and it was a closed door hearing, that who went to the cameras and who avoided the cameras. Dan Goldman, Democratic Congressman Dan Goldman, went to the cameras and he immediately expressed, immediately expressed what he was able to speak about from that meeting and make it clear that it was nothing like the Republicans were promising. But Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan, who's been pushing these conspiracy theories, he went right past the press, did not speak to anybody. And then it took the Republicans after this event, they were silent for, I don't know, maybe about a half hour or so. And you could tell- 
Exactly. Exactly. You could tell in that moment they were trying to get their talking points together. What are we going to say? So they took the one thing that they could from it, which is Hunter Biden called his father and his father answered the phone, which I guess if you're the party of Don Jr., uh, it's very shocking when your father (laughs) answers the phone for your phone call. So they took that part and then completely lied about the context of those phone calls and started saying exactly the opposite of what their witness said. And they didn't say this to the cameras, right? They didn't say it right after because they had to think about what they were going to say. They were going to think, how are they going to appease our rabid base? We told them bombshell testimony was coming. We we assured them that this was the big one, like every single week they do. You this. know, this one and made me more them. upset than even the Chinese spy and the other fake whistleblowers and the missing audio because this one, I I, I was like, you know what? whatever the Chinese spy says has no credibility. The audio doesn't exist. You know, all of these other, like the Russian oligarch, that's ridiculous, you know, but this one made me pause for a second. It really did. Cause I was thinking to myself, all right, like this guy was Hunter's former business partner. And it, you know, I, he is a convicted felon. So that's not, that doesn't go in the plus column that goes in the negative column <laughs> for him for a $60 million scam. But I was a little bit reflective of, okay, if, 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 if he knows what, what's, he, what's he going to say? And I really wanted to hear it because I really want the truth. Even right. if the truth is bad, I want to know the truth. And and specifically, like the fact that there, you know, the fact that this lie went down the way it did, also, and they did it in such a coordinated way with the way they did the Google search result to mm-hmm. the way they lied about even Devin Archer's relationship with Hunter and what the fraud scheme is about. It is, it is, I've said this when I had Democratic Congress member Christian Morthian. I said, I said, Congress member, he's a Harvard law guy. And I said, look, if I made one representation to a court as a lawyer, that I had a witness who was going to say something, or that I had audio recordings that were going to show something, and I lied about it knowingly to the court, I'd lose my law license. It was a normal judge. I'd be sanctioned seriously. Yet for MAGA Republicans, when you have an unlicensed lawyer, Jim Jordan, run the Judiciary Committee, a non-lawyer in James Comer, and these MAGA Republicans who are totally and utterly uh, incompetent, what do you get? What do you? This is what you get as well. It's idiocracy meets fascism equals MAGA. But Brett, why don't you take us through to the land of normalcy? Please. The land of actually doing things for the American people. <laughs> What's President Biden up to, Brett? Sh- shocking, I know. And I, I just wanted to give one more data point that's just coming in as well um, on on this issue before we move on. Guess who is currently now asking for the transcript of the hearing to be released to the public? I'll give you one guess. It's not James Comer. It is. 
is Dan Goldman saying, stop lying about what happened in there. Release the transcript. Release the transcript. Let everybody read it. What are you afraid of? Oh, you, oh, you just want to use the secrecy in order to spread your mm -hmm. lies. And this is how they also weaponize uh, you know, these hearings as well to further erode the trust in our institutions and in the Justice Department and to claim that it is kind of all rigged against them and that it's weaponized against them when it's all just based on complete and other complete and other lies, complete and other fabrications. Okay, moving on to normal land. Uh, leaving The train is leaving crazy town. I guess it's an Amtrak train because we're talking about oh. President Biden here. Leaving The Amtrak is leaving crazy there. town. I'm not sure why they were in crazy town, the Amtrak, but leaving crazy town and it's coming into normal land. Uh, the Biden administration this weekend, this is a big news. I know this is top of mind for a lot of our listeners, especially those that are burdened with student loan debt. The Biden administration launched their new income-driven student debt repayment, repayment plan. Uh, they've got a beta website right now that's open, and this is officially now live in a beta form. The finalized version of the website is going to be up in August. So look forward to that. But this is all from the SAVE plan, what they're calling it. Gotta love the acronyms in government, right, Jay? The SAVE stands for saving on a valuable education. You know, they come up with the acronym first and then figure out how to just, it's just good marketing. It's just good marketing. They they finalized this plan after the Supreme Court struck down President Biden's student get debt forgiveness plan in June. And this is a significant change to the way that the student loan system works. And it could lower monthly payments for some borrowers, reduce the amount they have to pay back over the lifetime of their loans. For some folks, it's actually going to lower monthly payments to $0 a month for those who qualify. Um, the threshold for these $0 payments has been increased with this plan from 150% to 225% of the federal poverty guidelines. So figure around $32,805 for a single borrower, $67,500 for a family of four. You'll be paying $0 a month in these loans. Uh, you could access the website right now. It's at student aid.gov slash IDR. From what I'm hearing, it's like a super quick process. It takes just like 10 minutes. You get all the information right there. So I recommend anybody who has student loans, who's trying to figure out what are the next steps, who maybe signed up for the previous website before the Supreme Court struck it down, go and check out the website at studentaid.gov slash IDR and see what it's all about. I mean, I'm hearing some people are having their plans cut in like in half. It, it, it's making a big impact on people. And it's something that really affects people bottom, people's bottom lines. And I think regardless of what you think around the student loan debate, these, have, these were really predatory loans that really, really saddled people with just an incredible amount of debt um, in a really devious way. Like I know people who have paid tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars and still owe the same amount as their original loan mm. because of the interest. Like it is so incredibly predatory. So it's good to see action. It's good to see that President Biden is adapting and figuring out other ways that he could provide this relief to family. Uh, not talking about I'm being indicted for you. Actually, you're being indicted for me. It's 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 a big shift for <laughs> that's not all in the past few days. President Biden signed an executive order on Friday, strengthening how the U.S. military handles sexual assault, domestic violence, and other serious offenses. It transfers the prosecutorial decisions from the commanders to an independent special trial council 
for these offenses and it makes prosecutorial decisions binding and independent from the chain of command. It updates the procedures to protect the rights of victim and creates uniform sentencing standards for courts martial. And also, Biden has been speaking a lot recently about mental health care. Uh, $1 billion being invested in schools to hire and train 14,000 new mental health counselors across the country. They're also taking steps to address the, they're trying to figure out the harm that social media is causing on mental health. I think we could all acknowledge that social media Probably not a net positive per se. On I think we're all going to look back in like you know fifty years from now and be like, you guys have that much access. <laughs> it was oh well, they're, they're looking at, after a while, huh? It, it it does, and they're they're looking at ways that they could you know hold, hold the social media companies accountable, and and you know the problem is a lot of these companies have realized that if they could get people to fight one another all the mm -hmm. time yeah. and make people upset that it gets them more engagement and they could sell more ad revenue and stuff. So it's something that, you know, I mean, they, they absolutely got to look into it. The Biden Harris administration also announced actions to expand mental health care that would require health insurance plans to identify gaps in the mental health care coverage that they provide. So it would require health plans to make changes when they're providing inadequate access to mental health care, make clear to the consumers what health plans can do, what they cannot do closing loopholes, um, enhancing crisis response, providing mental health services in schools. I, for one, you know, it's it's nice to see an administration taking mental health uh, seriously. I feel like for far too long in this country, people have sort of swept mental health under the rug. But mental health to me is, and, and we've talked about it on the show, is, is equally important to physical health. And it's so important that we have uh, that we have the government that all of us are kind of looking out for one another because times could be tough out there, and so it's important that we are investing the resources in helping folks, uh, you know, stay on their feet here. The only time MAGA Republicans ever talk about mental health is like all things where they use it for a performative way. Whenever there's conversations about common sense gun control and banning military style weapons for uh, consumers and access to assault weapons, what do they always say? No, it's a mental health issue. But then what do they do? Yeah, you don't have to just say what they say. You have to then look at what they do, which is they actually oppose all of the efforts that are mm -hmm. proposed by Democrats to try to increase access to mental health care. And so they are never actually about it. That's why you have to analyze the data. That's why you've got to dig deeper than what the Google headline is when they say Hunter Biden this, and then you have to go in and scroll down 75% of the article. You got to do that. And that's what our commitment is here at the Midas yes. Touch Network. It is painstaking, but so valuable and so and such an honor to be able to do that work with our incredible team here at the Midas Touch Network and with this Midas Touch community. So with that said, I want to make this announcement, which I think is one of the most historic announcements that we've made in the history of our growth here at the Midas Touch Network. This are we, announcement are, is what, are we renaming Midas Touch to X? We're not <laughs> renaming Midas Touch to X. No, we are not doing that. But we are doing... Here's the announcement. We're doing a relaunch right now of MidasTouch.com. So Let's the go. new MidasTouch.com is going to be a news website for all of the 
access to all this information that we put on YouTube, we are going to be committed right now to developing MidasTouch.com as the number one destination. This is how we want to grow it. When we had our dream and our mission to make the Midas Touch Network the most engaged with YouTube pro-democracy channel in the world, we were able to achieve that. We were able to achieve that goal thanks to you, the Midas Mighty. And we've now set our sights on this website, MidasTouch.com. You may have been seeing it already as we're doing our soft launch right now. I guess it's not much of a soft launch if I'm announcing it right now. It's we'll a still a soft launch. It's a soft launch. We're, we're announcing it to, to the Midas Mighty here. Friends and family. Friends our, and family. Friends and family. Friends. Because I will say- Don't like, the oh, servers. <laughs> oh, 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 over the next week or two, there are going to be changes. There are going to be adjustments. There are going to be mm-hmm. new features. There are going to be new sections. We are just getting this thing off the ground. And every single day, we are pouring our heart and souls into making this the greatest source of information imaginable. And I know that people right now are having a hard time finding information and finding accurate information. Mm -hmm. And so we want this to be a place where you could go, where you could see all the clips of the day that you love to see Ben cover and other contributors cover here on the network, where you could go to find all of the podcasts on our network, where you could go to find all of our contributors, where you could go to find our store, Um, all the latest breaking news, you know, breaking down the legal cases, we're going to have everything up and running on this website. So over the next week, you're going to start to see a lot more comment, a lot more content on MidasTouch.com. And, and here's the thing too. Someone says, so what happens with YouTube? Nothing. I think that will actually expand the reach of YouTube. Right. And it's not intended in any way, if you go see it right now, to be duplicative of YouTube. Quite the contrary, it's intended to be additive. So if there are additional documents, sometimes I always say, hey, can you post the documents? Can you post some of the other information? The website's going to be a place where you have all this additional information and additional stories, and there's going to be breaking news coverage there. When something breaks right away, we'll have the court documents up. And I think it's really going to be a major hub of news, of breaking news, of important legal analysis, of all of the above. And then we have some big news that we're going to be talking about next week, maybe end of this week, about who we have brought on because we've brought on this A-plus team. As much as I would love to be doing the YouTube videos and and running the business and, (laughs) and doing the podcasts, Um, you know, the Midas Touch Network is expanding and it's expanding thanks to you. And we've brought on, I think, some of the top talent I know is the top talent in the game who's going to be working on this website. And when you find out, I mean, you can maybe see some of the names there already. But when you you start to see some of the names of the people who are going to be involved and leading this, it is going to be something super special. And, and I'll tell you, man, we, 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 we got, sorry. I didn't want to interrupt your, uh, I was going to say, we, I was going to make a stupid comment. That's <laughs> why so I felt bad for interrupting. I was going to say, and we got the best IT guy in the biz. His name is Yusil Tavares. <laughs> 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 call back. And then I interrupted your very sweet message to the Midas Mighty. But uh, but uh, seriously, like we could not build this all without you listening to this, 
watching this. I am so excited about this site. Yeah, everybody go check it out. Once this ends, go to MidasTouch.com, check it out, and start checking in on a daily basis there as well. And then what you can do with the articles is you could tweet out, or X at whatever you call it now, the articles, or put it on threads, or post it on social media. You take the articles directly, you could post it. It's just another way for you to share all of this information. And again, this is made possible by you as we expand the network brick by brick and build the number one pro-democracy network in the entire world. Thanks to you. Thanks to the Midas Touch community. And so thanks for everyone who helped us with those gifted memberships today. Get to 400. Monumental episode. Monumental episode. A lot of big Historical episode. Um, And I I really want to just say from the bottom of my heart, like, you know, as I woke up today, every day I wake up feeling this way, but like, I'm just so grateful for the Midas Mighty community. Like it is the most compassionate, intelligent, pro-democracy, hardest working like community that's out there. None of this is possible without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Brett, to your point on Patreon, we had a great Zoom. We spent about three hours meeting with everybody. Everybody who wanted to ask a question, we answered every question. We did it on Friday from about 8 a.m. We went to about, what, 10.30, you know, or or shortly thereafter, um, two and a half hours to three hours. It was an awesome event. If you want to join the next one, go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch. And one of the benefits of Patreon is you could also become an honorary producer of the show and your name appears. You'll get a poster commemorating that you were an honorary producer. And there's a lot of other great memberships there as well. You know, one of the things we mentioned is we don't have outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network. And as I always say, perhaps not the best business model to not have outside investors, but I think it's important because this is community run. And we stick with the community, we stay there, and we build this thing together. We're, we're all stakeholders in this together. And so that's why we're doing it this way. And that's why we have the Patreon. That's why we do the YouTube memberships. Um, that's why a special shout out to all of our sponsors as well. Like we, pick, we, we, we reject certain sponsors. We pick the sponsors we like. And so Fast Growing Trees and Roan are sponsors for today. Support them. Great stuff. And you could post about them on social media that you heard about them here from our show. That goes a long way as well. Oh, store.midastouch.com, the best pro-democracy gear. We've got the new legal AF collection at store.midastouch.com as well. The new legal AF collection. Popak and Karen Friedman Agnifilo have been designing this like for two months. They brought on one of like the top logo designers in the game to come up with the new legal AF designs, and they just crushed it together. 100%. 100% 100% union made. The person who does like the NBA designs and like all the logos. There's the Super Bowl logos and stuff. There's yeah, the Super Bowl logos. Does the legal <laughs> does the legal AF logos. Like a pro, pro-democracy supporter. I, I'd give a shout out to his name. I'm not sure he wants me to give a shout out to him. But, 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 but did, uh, maybe, maybe not. I'll find another. But, but did the logos for us. Incredible. Store.MidasTouch.com. 100% union made. 100% made in the U.S. A great show. I had a blast spending it with all of you. The Midas Mighty from the bottom of all of our hearts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you next time on the Midas Touch podcast. Get ready for a historical week. Jordy, take it out. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. The Midas.
At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy, and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.